1: What up, what up, what up? We are back with another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are going to catch up with David Roddy today. This was actually a pre-recorded interview. I caught up with him Friday morning. It was actually right before Kendall Moore announced that he would be coming back. And then Jalen Scott subsequently announced that he would be entering the transfer portal. So just keep that in mind with, with some of the conversations that we have on here. But... David and I were just kind of able to talk about the NCAA tournament and reflect on on that experience a little bit. We talked about the NBA draft evaluation process and just kind of where his mindset is at. Obviously, earlier this week, he already said on Brady Hole's show that it's either he declares the NBA draft or it comes back, depending on what happens through this evaluation process. And, I mean, ultimately, I, I feel like it's it's got to be a situation where Ram fans should just kind of be stoked for for David no matter, you know, what he decides. Obviously, selfishly, all of us would, would love another season with him and Isaiah and this group. And I honestly even think, like, David would, would love another season, you know, with everybody. These guys are all so tight. They're all so competitive. You know that, you know, ending on that Michigan game would, would be a sour spot for him. On the flip side, if you're going to be a first-round pick and you have that guaranteed money that's life-changing. And that's really, really hard to, to walk away from because there's no guarantees. There's no guarantees that you would be in that same position a year from now. The one thing I wanted to say, though, just real quick before we get into this interview is I have a lot of people, you know, texting me, tweeting at me, asking, you know, if if they were to add this big, you know, so let's just say Washington from Nevada, you know, if they could go get Warren Washington or, or Desmond K. Brinch Jr., Is that going to make David, you know, more likely to come back? And I don't really think it's a matter of, you know, going out and and getting a bunch of star dudes or or anything like that. He loves CSU, genuinely loves this place. He loves his coaches, his teammates, the fans, all of it. Some guys, they can walk away from their school, never look back, never give it a second thought. It it would be a hard decision for David to leave early. And that's one of the things that we talked about is that's just kind of goes against like everything he believes in. But at the same time, financially, you know, the, the professional opportunity, it's its just one of those. You, we just got to see how it plays out is all I'm saying. But David loves CSU. He's willing to come back. It's just going to be a matter of kind of where NBA scouts see him. And, and then he'll kind of, you know, be able to evaluate from there. And it's going to be a while, probably at least a month, four to six weeks, just with the, the process of all this. He'll go out to the combine. But I just wanted to bring all that up because having you know gotten to know David and, and Trey was the same way. This is a genuine dude. You know, he's not he's not going to sell us on on any bullshit. He's just in a unique position, you know, a position that most of us could could never even dream about being in. I'll say this though, if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to keep doing the exact skill that you're doing, but do it for a ton of money?" You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to walk away from. It really is. All right, let's, let's get into that interview with David. Like I said, we recorded this Friday morning. That would be Friday the 25th. Today is Saturday the 26th. Um, just watched a couple college basketball games. The Duke game is, is wrapping up now. Unfortunate, I was, I was pulling for the hogs, but college basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win. Win $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it is that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Maybe you're feeling like, you know, you want to treat your lady to a pizza night out. You're a little bit low on funds. That's alright though, you just hit a same game parlay the night before, you pull out that cash, you're sitting pretty. What you are going to want to do is download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code DNVR when you sign up, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and then get 200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions do apply. See slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, joining me on the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, we have our weekly appearance with Team DNVR athlete David Roddy of Colorado State Men's Basketball. You got a week off? You know, what wh- What have you been up to? You what are you? Enjoying your free time, play a little video games. What are you What are you doing with your rare free minutes?
0: Yeah, um, man, I'm just uh, just being a regular kid. Uh, you know, again, just going to going to class and catching up on you know assignments that you know I missed over you know the term time and everything. And um, yeah, playing video games uh, with my roommates and stuff, and um, really just uh, catching up on TV shows as well and all that. So just being a regular kid for a little bit.
1: What's the go-to game in the house right now?
0: Uh, my go-to game... So I went to Target and there's like old Xbox games. And so I, like, I wanted, to, wanted to try one. So I'm playing Resident Evil 2 right now. Nice. Um, and it is extremely scary and frustrating. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I usually play it like for like an hour every night. And literally my adrenaline, bro, I can't, I can't take it. It's, it's too scary to play.
1: That was, I remember when that game, like, very first came out and back from, like, the the 360 days, the Resident Mm -hmm. Evil and my mom coming in and just watching us, like, kill a zombie with a chainsaw or something. I I don't really like this game. I'm like, it's all right. Just just go out of the room. It's cool. (laughs) Yeah, my parents were the same
0: way. It was, like, it was really tough for me to, like, play, like, um... You know, action games and all that because it was like rated M for mature and everything. But um, they loosened up in middle school, I, mean, I just tried to beg them and just be like, "Hey, it's just it's just a little bit of violence." So, uh, <laughs> but no, it, the, the game the game was fun, but it's definitely a, an adrenaline trip every single night.
1: I was in elementary school when the like original Grand Theft Auto came out, oh, and I remember trying to convince my parents to buy that game, and they're just absolutely not. And then it's funny because. My younger brother, who's four years younger than me, they just like his whole life, just like whatever he wanted. Just like, oh, you want to play Call of Duty: Modern Warfare in the third grade? Why not? Like we were probably too strict. Oh my goodness, yeah. We that's the one game I
0: don't think I've ever, I've ever really fully played. I've like played it at friends' house and everything, but yeah, my parents weren't absolutely not trying to buy me Grand Theft Auto.
1: I feel like it's one of those like if you play it for an hour, you. I mean, other you can do the missions and stuff, but it's like it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> like yeah. you just got to go around and beat up random people. There's not much, not much point to it, but, um, yeah. I, I got, you know, the, the NCAA tournament, obviously a, a disappointing result as far as the outcome goes, but it, it's not, you know, like you guys got boat raced or anything like that. You get out to the early lead. You guys were competitive. You fought hard. What was the most fun part about that entire experience?
0: Yeah, man, there's, there's a lot. Um, I think one of the funnest parts was definitely, I mean, that first half. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, and, and just that atmosphere, you know, again, the Pacers Arena, first of all, is, I think, one of the best arenas there is. It was so cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like, it was just, yeah, I was so amazed at, you know, the, just like the conference rooms and everything. I was like, I was really amazed by it. I was really impressed by it. Um, but really just the atmosphere. Uh, I think we all knew that, again, we were starting off the tournament and, um, you know, again, playing a great Michigan team and, and a great program. Um, and so many Ram fans were there as well. It, it almost felt like the home game mostly. So, man, it was, uh, it was just so much fun just embracing the moment. And, uh, you know, again, the the outcome wasn't the one that we, you know, like to have, but I mean, man, we, we played, we played our hearts out and, and just left everything out there and again, you know, that just, that just happens. It's a game of basketball. So, uh, man, it's just, uh, it was just a whole entire season working up to it and, you know, finally being there was it, it definitely felt, it felt amazing.
1: Did you ever have any moment where you just kind of walked out on the court and, and looked around? Cause I got there pretty early on Thursday morning and there wasn't really anyone there yet. And I'm just looking up, you know, and just seeing how big that arena was. I actually watched the Kentucky St. Peter's game from like the top. And just, Mm -hmm. I mean, that arena was massive, man.
0: Yeah, the arena was huge. Uh, And it was, it was like unique because like the game was starting and there wasn't really too much, too many people yet um, in the lower bowl. But then I looked up and there was like so many people still like near in the nosebleeds, basically. And I was like, man, this, this is like, you know, it's what you work for. So, um, but yeah, I was just super impressed. I definitely took time to, you know, look down at the, the March madness on the middle of the court. And it's just like, man, like, this is crazy. Like we, we really accomplished it in, in, you know, three years or, or whatever. And, um, man, again, yeah, it was definitely, it definitely was a good feeling.
1: You know, you mentioned kind of getting up there and and it, it was cool, obviously to see you guys get out to the early lead and, you know, I'm a CSU guy. So I'm like, Oh my God, like this can't believe this has happened. Do you, do you feel like you guys might have maybe just overexerted yourself a little bit because it kind of it seemed like in those last five minutes of the game, like everyone was just gassed. like do you think maybe the, just the energy and being so excited to be there initially and then you get the big lead? you guys just kind of maybe used a little too much gas early?
0: um I think that's a good observation. Uh, i think it's it was i think it was a mixture of of, of a lot of things that we could have you know, done better ourselves. Um, you know, again, it's, it's, and falling into the trap of making your what eight out of the 10 threes in the first half and then you start
1: jacking them up because they're falling. And
0: yeah. So, so, and again, I think me personally, I think we showed that we are, again, we're one of the best three point shooting teams in the country. And so it wasn't that, you know, in the second half that they weren't going in, like we expected them to go in, even still that we were in a drought, like, cause there are great shots. And we've been working on that for, for years now. So um, again, that's just I, the way the game went. Um, and I think, I think again, Michigan is such a, a great and physical defensive team. I think they kind of pushed us off our spots a little bit. Um, and so it kind of took us a little bit to kind of get used to that in the second half. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just the experience alone, definitely, again, it's just such a, such a foundation point into, how our program is going to improve so much? Um, you know, again, you have to have those kind of losses to really look at yourself and look at what we really need to work on um, as a culture. Because I think you know it's kind of continuous of like, hey, these guys are really physical with us. So okay, we're going to struggle with it. Um, I think now this offseason is just like, no, like we don't care how physical you are. Like we're you're not going to knock us off our spots and everything. So it's a little bit of men- a mentality shift that is you know needed to better the program.
1: How valuable is, is NCAA tournament experience? Because watching Michigan, obviously, they were inconsistent this year. Everybody knew they had talent. They were a top 10 preseason team. They just coming off of an Elite Eight run, like, clearly, they have talent. But they they just kind of looked like a team that was comfortable in the moment. And that's not to say that you guys were uncomfortable or, like, the moment was too big for you. But even when they went down, they just... It kind of seemed like they were like, all right, like we've been through this before, like we'll we'll get back into it. And they cut it to seven at halftime and they just kind of built off of it.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Uh I think that definitely does play a factor. I mean, again, you know, Juwan Howard played in the final four and you know, is his coaching experience and he knows exactly what to do. And um, yeah, I think that definitely is a a factor. I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of first timers out on the court, but um, again, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that as an excuse of why we lost. Um, but you know, again, it's, it's definitely, again, a a huge learning opportunity for, again, seasons to come.
1: When you were walking off the court there, obviously, you know, the tough break, I mean, you could see it on your face. You could see it on Isaiah's face. Like, man, it's really ending now. It looks like Juwan kind of smacked down the butt. Did he say something to you? Just like, keep your head up.
0: Yeah. uh, In the, in the handshake line, he did, uh, you know, just said like, Hey, you know, I'm a fan of you and, and a fan of your game. And, you know, you've, you've came a long way this season and, um, you know, again, just uh, best of luck in whatever you do. Um, At half court, he just, he didn't really say much. He just said, again, best of luck and, um, you know, just keep your head up and everything. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, for Jawan Howard to you know say things like that is, is, you know, kind of a huge deal. I, I was a fan of his when I was younger and, Again, learning about the Fat Five and everything and how great of a leader he was, Um, you know, with the Miami Heat. I think, you know, that doesn't go unnoticed. It's always talked about every time uh, people mention that, that era of when they won those championships, you know, he kind of spearheaded that leadership. So, uh, you know, he's a great leader and a great person. So, you know, I I was glad I got to finally meet him.
1: I don't think he gets enough credit for his defensive adjustments either. Like watching that Michigan team this year, they going up against, you know, some of the, the Ohio States of the world, they did did a good job of kind of being like, all right, this is where you're trying to punch us. And like, let's throw this counter here. I I can't, you know, I'm not going to get up here and be like, I watched every Michigan game, but you know, the nine or 10 times I got to watch him play this year, I I was impressed with his ability to adjust on the fly.
0: Yeah, no, again, I mean, that's, you know, the the coach he is, he's again, you know, coach Medved kind of does a similar thing of of adjusting on the fly. Yeah. He's
1: one of the best in the country. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so, Uh, yeah, you can definitely see it. I mean, they're two great coaches battling against each other. And, uh, you know, that was a great way to start off the tournament.
1: You know, Nico came to the podium post game and he kind of talked about, you know, the, the guys, they don't want to hear it now, but this was an incredible season when you look at everything that we accomplished, the growth that we made. Do you sense, I mean, now that it's been a week, do you sense that a little bit of that sting has, has kind of cooled? Obviously it's always going to linger because you guys Mm -hmm. are competitors. You went there. You wanted to win. You weren't just happy to be there. But can you have that perspective? Does it make it a little bit easier? Just knowing, look, man, we sold out five straight games down the year. We finished in the top 25. We beat a Creighton team and a St. Mary's team that both advanced to the round of 32. And again, I know like, you want to win in March. That's what you guys desperately want. But this, this was not a failed season by any means.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, you know, this thing has definitely lessened. Um, again, again, we're gonna still use that, you know, like I said, right after the game, I, it's just I'm ready to, you know, go work with the team again and, and work in the offseason. So um, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely reflecting back and understanding like, man, we we accomplished so much this season and um, you know, again, people were kind of counting us out over the handful of losses that we had and uh, you know, we bounce back every single time, and so um, man, you know what a what a journey it was. Um, you know, this this group is so special, uh, and and I think it will go down in the and again, it will go down in the history books uh, and and put a banner up in in Moby Arena, and so that's you know one thing that I hang my hat on that you know we've accomplished as a team is that you know we we're trying to you know change the culture around, it. and now it's I think it's finally turning uh, the way that we want it to.
1: All right, fam. We will get right back to that interview. But our next partner has a product I use literally every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I didn't have time to get healthy, but I wanted to be healthier. I wanted better gut health. It's something I've had problems with my entire life. I wanted an optimized immune system. Never hurts, especially, you know, with all these variants and whatnot. I've been on it for about six weeks and I love it doesn't taste like anything. It's super healthy. kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to. So what is this? Well, it's 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and more. It's to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you should be worried about. I like to personally put it in some orange juice, but you can put it right in your water. It gives you energy, really kind of like a a tropical taste. Like I said, it's it's awesome. I mean, you are getting everything that you need all in one easy drink. It costs less than $3 a day, which, hey, that's less than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan free, dairy free, gluten free, all of the free things, you are good. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes around the world. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in your water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. That is athleticgreens.com slash rams. All right, we're in the heart of the Elite Eight. This is the best time of year. We've got two really fun games coming up on Sunday. Miami taking on Kansas. St. Peter's taking on North Carolina. I like Kansas to cover the six-point spread in this one, but Miami's been tricky. They, they worry me. I can't bet against St. Peter's. I just can't do it. it. It goes against everything I believe in. This North Carolina team is hot. I will say eight points feels pretty steep with the way that St. Peter's has hung with everyone. Because of that, I'm actually going to rock with the over. The total in this one is 137. North Carolina has balling. They've been balling offensively. St. Peter's shoots lights out from deep. It's kind of what's allowed them to really spark this run. I will say these last two games, they've played fearless. The the moment is not too big for this group. And honestly, at this point, nothing would surprise me. So we love the Peacocks. We're all in on them. But I like the over 137 at minus 110. I think both of these teams are going to be able to score and I, I, I like the the possibilities of this, you know, getting into the seventies. A lot of these NCAA tournament games are, are more like fifties, just because it's hard pressed defense. Everybody's tense, but uh, these teams have looked comfortable. I, I think they're here for the moment, and because of that, I am rocking with the over one thirty seven at minus one ten odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. Lock it in. You mentioned kind of toughness. And, and kind of wanting to that to be a i guess point of emphasis for for you guys this off season do you think that's kind of the the biggest thing that you guys need to work on and obviously we'll have to kind of see uh w- what happens with the roster and everything and and how that all plays out but do you uh is that just kind of like what this team maybe lacked a little bit to to kind of get them from yeah, we're here we're in the top 25 but to be that team that really makes some noise, we just need to change our attitude a little bit.
0: Yeah, I would say so. I think that's the difference, like Coach Medved always says, is good to great. He always challenges us, you know, before each practice of understanding, like, again, hey, we were good my sophomore year. Hey, we were good. You know, we've, you know, undefeated in, in non-conference and everything, but hey, what can we do to better ourselves each and every day in practice? Um, I think that's definitely one of the key points is is definitely just toughness, toughness in that mentality of like, it doesn't matter how big you are, how strong you are, you guys aren't going to outwork us. You guys aren't going to dive to the floor first. You guys, you know, aren't going to set as many charges and everything. So, just building that culture of you don't need talent to work hard and and be and have that mentality. You don't need to be an all-conference player to have that mentality. Everybody, it should be a a collective, a collective group thing. So, um I think that's definitely one and then again, in the off season I feel like you know, everybody needs to work on their game, you know, in every fashion, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's definitely things that, you know, certain people need to focus on individually, but just having that mindset of like, okay, this is an open world and I'm trying to get as better as, as I'm trying to be the best basketball player that I can be yeah. over the summer. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, again, we have a great group of guys and a great group of coaches. So, um, you know, I, I expect nothing less from the summer.
1: Obviously, you'll you'll go through the NBA draft evaluation process, which which makes sense. You already said on, on your show with Brady that it's, you know, either declare for the NBA or, or come back to CSU, which obviously made Ram fans feel great in an era of, you know, transfers. We see a lot of people transfer up. What is it about CSU that has been so special to you? I mean, obviously you've had a chance to flourish here, but I mean, you're a guy that could play anywhere in the country. Why CSU? Why, why would you stick around?
0: Yeah. Um, I think from just my personal experience, staying loyal has always been the best decision for me. Um, I mean, think of it from, from AAU to, uh, going to a really small high school where there really wasn't, you know, I wasn't at the Hopkins. I wasn't at the DOS house or anything like that winning state championships. Um, but I I developed so many great relationships that I still have to this day. I think that's one thing that I, again, I value so much in my life is the relationships that I have with people. Um, and again, these are the people who made me into a, you know, honorable mention, All-American Player of the Year, uh, whatever you call it. So um, why would I leave and, and try to start a fresh, new kind of thing? Um, and so I think it's just my duty to... To again, one, again, we still haven't brought the championship back to CSU yet. And two, I think it's just to cement our legacy as a program into a winning program. Um, and so I def- that's definitely, you know, one of my biggest goals is just to leave my legacy to where, I can leave CSU in a positive place, um, to grow into, again, a mid-major powerhouse and it's pretty, much it's really a high major. I I don't like to say mid-major for CSU. I know the
1: Mountain West needs, it's, it's it's on par with all of the other, you know, the AACs of the world, even like the Big East, when it has it down and the Big East was really good this year, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, it's definitely a sleeping giant. So, um, man, I just want, you know, again, to, represent CSU as best as possible and hopefully I have you know if this is the last you know year I have with them I think I hope that I you know represented them well so um so yeah I mean I just love CSU I love the people here and and again I I think I owe it to them to you know return and and, and again try to win a championship and and make a deep run in march
1: Obviously I mean you'll you'll go through the process you got to do what's best for you and everybody understands that you've made it abundantly clear, you know, what CSU means to you, you know, what this program means to you, but I'm glad you brought up the, you know, wanting to win a conference championship because it was something you brought up in Vegas. It was something you brought up at the podium again, in Indianapolis. I have to imagine for, for, you know, guys like you and Isaiah, especially, man, I felt so bad for Isaiah because he torched that dude like three times, got to the rim and just, just fluky, Mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes good shots don't go in. Yep. How much is that going to fuel your guys' fire though? I mean, like, like you said, it was a great year, but you want that championship.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We're, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be the main, the main, one of the main factors in, in our off season for sure. I mean, man, we're, we're so excited to, you know, get back to it and just start really just start the process over, uh, with so much knowledge that we've gained and, you know, we've gotten so much better. So, um, you know, whoever we bring in and, and whoever you know, the new guys and, and again, younger guys have to step up as well. I, I'm super excited for, you know, the Isaiah Rivera's, the Jalen Lakes, the even Baylor Heb and and the younger guys of of having another offseason with us. Um, it's just gonna be so exciting to just to see them their growth as well. So um yeah, I mean, Zay's such a competitor and you know it definitely stings for him as well, just as much as everybody else but um you know again, he's such a great leader and such a great person that he'll you know use that energy in a positive way to to better himself and better the team.
1: I'm not trying to put you on the spot here because again you've you've made your position pretty clear and like how this is all gonna play out, and then you know you'll have to evaluate things, see what they tell you um but just you individually do you do you think it would be harder to leave just given like you haven't done that yet. You know, you haven't won the championship. Like, do you think that would make it, that factor makes it a little bit like, ah, man, like, I don't know. Like we we really, really want to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, again, that's, that's definitely something that I've definitely thought about. Um, you know, just going through this process, I, you know, starting to begin this process, I think, um, it's definitely one of the big factors of, of, you know, going or, um, or staying, I think, again, I'll have to, you know, hear what, you know, yeah. the guys, the guys in the league say, uh, about, you know, where my standing is, but, um, it's definitely, you know, it's always tough, you know, for me to leave, especially early. I've never really had to done that, do that before. Um, but yeah, I always, you know, would love to, I would always love to come back if the situation is right. Um, but you know, I, I again, like you said, I kind of have to do, you know, what's best for me in my, in my future, in my career. So, um, yeah, but definitely, you know, that's definitely one of the biggest factors and, you know, and definitely my decision.
1: We, a couple of guys announced that they're going to transfer out and, and Adam and Deshaun and, you know, the reaction was predictable. I would say overwhelmingly based on what I saw, it was positive from, from the CSU fans, which was cool because these guys have meant a lot to the program. I, I'm not asking you to like comment individually on their decisions to leave because that's personal. And I, yeah. I tried to make that on my clear on my last podcast, like all these, all these decisions are so individual. It's not like a culture issue or, or something like yeah. that. Um, but as a teammate, what does that process kind of like, I guess, is it, is it weird when someone's like, we're going to leave. I mean, I imagine it's kind of a combination of hurt to an extent because you know, they're leaving, they're choosing to leave, but also it's just like you want what's best for them.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, like you said, it's definitely tough. Uh, it's really sad. Um, you know, again, DT is, is my roommate. He's he's in the other room. So, uh, but it's definitely not awkward. Um, you know, again, we have such a great group of guys and uh, you know, you never want to see them, you know, split. I think we have something so great here and, and those two have, have definitely built, you know, this program. And um, you know, again, I'm just going to miss them at, You know more as people than as you know teammates. Even though they definitely do help us help us win, but um, again, they're just such great young men, and um, we understand their situation. You know fully, and you know they want to you know do what's best for them, and and we 100% respect that. And again, we're going to be supporting them. You know wherever they go. So um, it's definitely it's definitely tough. It definitely you know hurts the heart a little bit when they when they give us the news. But again, it's 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 what's best for them, and you know who am I to say like to bash them for it, you know? So, um, you know, again, I just wish them, you know, the best of luck and, you know, again, they always have, you know, my support wherever they go. And, you know, I love them as, as human beings as well.
1: Well said, my friend, well said, David, (laughs) thank you you so much for all your appearances, you know, throughout this season. It's been a blast. I I hope you had fun. I I know it had to have been exhausting with everything that you have going on, but I mean, just the the, the the event and to like see the kids come out and all wide-eyed looking at you. And I don't know, man, you, you do a great job of not only showing up, but actually being in the moment and embracing those people. And you, I don't know, like, I just remember like you asking the kids, you know, well, what'd you learn in school today or what'd you do? And they were so shocked that you even acknowledged them. They didn't know what to say. And yeah, I, don't know, I love it, man. You're a good dude.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for, you know this season it was it wasn't daunting at all the schedule was uh, was great you know you were super flexible with me so i really appreciate that but um again thank you just so much for you know your support and your coverage you know i think you know i just meeting you freshman year and, and developing that relationship and you know it's pretty cool to see how far we both came so um you know it's definitely been it's just been a pleasure
1: it's been a journey man these last couple of years even just like yeah. thinking about you know some of those games you guys played your freshman year and having like mm-hmm fifteen hundred people in the stands, yeah. you know, you could hear a pen drop at times.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my goodness. Every every time there's a sellout or, you know, close to a sellout, I always remember uh, you know, that first game against Denver. And, you know, I was like, is this how many people are gonna show up? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> is this is this what college is like? So uh yeah, no, it's it's definitely been, you know, an amazing journey. All
1: right, David, I'm gonna let you go enjoy your free time, play some video games, get your homework done, whatever you gotta do. But